Hey everyone, Tom Krieger here from the Tom J. Krieger team. In this episode, we can make you the winning buyer. Let's get into it. So everyone, this week's episode is Be the Winning Buyer. Ooh, I like to win. I like to win too. Like and to win. and I can't hire Tom Brady because I don't have enough money. But if I did, I would. <laughs> so a, let's just a bottle of tequila in a yacht in Florida. There that, you that'll, go. Get, that, that'll get you Tom yeah. Brady. So um, let me let's take a minute here and let's talk about what it what it really does take to be the winning buyer. And in different markets, it takes different things. But in this current environment, this current market we're in, one of the most important things is to be prepared. And what does that mean? What do you mean be prepared? I want to buy a house. What do I mean? I need to be prepared. Let's just go. Well, the reality is, is you have to, first of all, be qualified. You have to know what you can afford. And you have to demonstrate to the seller who's receiving 5, 10, 15 offers that you're a qualified buyer. Now, not everybody can pay cash. But if you're prepared to maybe let the seller stay there until they find another house, or if you're prepared to offer a little bit more than the asking price, see if you can eliminate things like closing costs that you ask for. Um, maybe you want to think about, well, I, I've looked at the house. I'll have a home inspection, but I'm not going to nitpick this house because there's 35 other people behind me. Those are some of the things that you can do to become prepared to put forth the winning offer. Give the seller what they want and make it a win-win situation for the seller. Going in haphazard without being pre-qualified, without understanding that you're in a very competitive, you're going to be going up against three, five, six, ten offers, understanding that the seller may need some time if you're unprepared for that, you're going to be very disappointed in your your process of looking for a house. I really think that as a buyer, you need to take the extra step now that I want to look like Cinderella when I go to the ball. I want my glass slippers on. I want my dress looking beautiful and my hair to be perfect. So the prince looks at me and says... Let's have a dance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you're absolutely right. Being, you, you have to be prepared. That you know, and that there's also not enough time with the the rate, the day, the properties are on market now for yeah. you to not be prepared. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at homes, and, and we as agents, you know, we very, very, very rarely show homes to buyers that we don't know are qualified. You know, Correct. We, we always get them qualified. If they're cash buyers, we always ask for proof of fun, funds or proof yeah. of finance. So we don't we don't show homes to people who can't buy a home. Um, but you, yeah, you've, you're absolutely right. You've got to be mentally prepared. You have to understand what the market's doing, and that you know that leads down to how well you educate your buyers in your buyer consultation before you even go open a front door. Right. You know, it, it all comes down to the education. Um, pricing is a big thing too. The buyers need to understand is today's current pricing. You know, I've worked with some buyers who have still got the mindset of 12 to two years, 12 months to two years ago, where we were in a buyer's market, we had a lot of properties out there where they're like, well, you know, the, the, the asking price is 275, I'm gonna come in at 265. Well, it's a waste of paper. 
Yep. You know, today's prices, if they are if they are well priced, they're going to sell in a heartbeat. Yeah, they're almost starting points. They they absolutely are starting points. Yeah. So now it comes off. We're going to. This is our starting point. What else can we either eliminate or add from our offer to make us stand out? Um, the big thing we have to educate buyers on is if it's at 275 and let's say they're qualified up to 350,000 and that's a comfort zone for them just because the starting price is 275 doesn't mean you can come in at 300 and win the deal you know you you very well way you very may well win the deal on paper but when it comes down to appraisals and stuff like that, it's not going to fly. And we're going to get, you know, sticking points down the road. So we've got to be mindset. And that's our job, educating the buyer of being mindful of, realistically, what is this going to appraise for? And you can't just balloon those offers with thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 over. It's just not going to happen. And I think sellers are also starting to realize, too, that... You know, they're, they're over, giving me way over what I'm looking for, and I know that I'm going to get beaten up on the back end with the appraisal. So, yes, you'll give me an additional $50,000, but realistically, I'm more inclined to take the one that's five to 10000 over because I know what it'll appraise. It's a cleaner offer. It's a more sensible offer. So, Matt, what happens when a buyer really loves the house and they're willing to pay 50000 over and they're willing to make up the difference? Well, we got to see those funds, yeah. and it can happen. It can happen. We've we've both worked with buyers that have turned around and said, "Well, you know, we've got a we've got a very healthy bank account. We are looking to finance the two seventy five, but we'll offer three hundred. We really want to win this house, and if it only appraises for two seventy five or even two eighty, we'll pay the extra twenty thousand dollar difference. We're okay with that. And again, that's something with that." Uh, if you have a buyer like that, we have to make that known clearly to the listing agent when presenting the offer of my buyers can go above and beyond. Um, we've also seen buyers taking, you know, inspections, you know, off the table. We don't want to do an inspection. We won't ask for anything. But, you know, we've got to be creative, taking, like you said, the seller concessions off. So understanding the home price but also understanding the appraisal price is very important when looking at homes to keep you out of losing a deal from being you know out in the wind with your pricing yeah i think having that conversation with the buyer too matt prior to going out and looking say hey, if you find something that you really love and you have to pay way over asking price and it probably won't appraise, are you in a position to do that, right? So that leads me into like urgency and timing, yeah, right? Absolutely. So so in our market right now, today, our market for buyers are be ready to write the contract while we're at the house. Mm -hmm. So good agents will come to a showing with a well-priced house with a contract to draft it right away to get it over to the other agent. Yep, just put okay. a, just put the address and the price in. The address and the price, and that's and the closing date. That's pretty much all you need to do. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want I don't want to operate like that." Well, that's fine. Just understand that some of those great properties you may not get, and if you're okay with that, we're okay with that. But as you know, sensible and understanding real estate agents, we're trying to give you as much information so you can make the right decision for you not for the real estate agent not for the seller per se but for you be prepared and also understand in this market 
urgency and timing is very important. So if something would come on the market, Matt, and the buyer says, well, let's go look at it this weekend. We're going to go, well, are we going to go look at it to watch the other buyer? you know, the new homeowner in it, because it has to be done today. Okay. It's got to go. We're just in that type of market right now. Now, hopefully, as more and more homes come on the market, like we talked about in the previous episode, the inventory rises towards the middle of the year. Maybe we'll slow this, you know, this buying frenzy down right now. But I don't see unprepared buyers not understanding current prices and not being willing to have a sense of urgency in a well-priced home being successful out there. And this episode is about being the winning buyer. So we want to educate you when you want to be the winning buyer. These are the things that you have to do. You also have to have your expectations of the quality of home you're buying at the price range you're looking at. So Matt, you and I have have done this. We've seen a little of them that need a little bit of spit and polish, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and and just touching on your, your last point is the the average days on market right now. This is you know this is localized to Tucson, but again, if you're not in Tucson and you you want the data for the city or the state that you're in, again, please feel free to connect to us. We have many agents, you know, four thousand plus agents at our disposal who we know, love, and trust that can get you that information. But right now here locally, our average days on market is thirty days. And that's across the board. That is from a $50,000 condo to, you know, the the three, $4 million homes we have in the foothills. So across that, you know, breadth is 30 days on market. Last year, we were at 56 days on market. So exactly 12 months ago. Our sales price to original price today is 99.2%. Last year, 12 months ago, we were at 93%. So you can see that, like we just said, that that sales price isn't a price that you can go up to. That's where you've got to start and go above. But again, within within uh, limitations. But yeah, like you said, home expectations. Um, I've had in consultations with my buyers, you know, what are your needs and wants? What do you need in a home? What do you want in a home? And they come out with a laundry list and generally the wife's expectations to the husband's are different. And then you become a marriage counselor and it's a lot of fun. Um <laughs> But also in this marketplace with low inventory, I've had to have the difficult conversation of what can we cross off the list? What's the least amount of items that you're willing to take in a home that you can be comfortable with? You know, the double ovens, the the kitchen island, the pool, these things. Can we take these off the list if we can't find them? If we're just butting our head against the wall and that house isn't out there, what's the least you can live with? So we're having to actually educate buyers from going from looking for a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 home to actually being comfortable and living in a six out of 10, seven out of 10 home. You know, we may be able to find that diamond in the rough that's come on the market and we get in there before anybody else. But realistically, the expectations of buyers have to be decreased slightly in such a limited inventory. And It also, I want to touch on too, it comes down to understanding the buyer. So in our consultation, we talk to buyers about what what is your history, what is your history pattern of buying? I know, for instance, me personally, my parents, 
they bought their home in 1972 and didn't sell it until the early 2000s. You know, they lived there for nearly 30 years in that home. The home they're in now, they've been in since 2002 and we're in, you know, 2021. So they've been there again another 19, 20 years. Their mentality is the home they buy is a forever home. The buyers that we're meeting and seeing today, a lot of them are looking at maybe it being a three to five year home. So realistically, if that's your mindset, we're only gonna live here for three years and then we wanna move X, Y, and Z, can you live without double ovens for three years? Can you live without a pool for three years? Can we find you your 10 out of 10 home in three to five years time when you move again? And that's what we're finding a lot of. Now, I've worked with some buyers who are like my parents, this is our forever home, you're gonna take us out of here in a box. Those are the ones where they're not willing to negotiate, they want the pool. They want the double ovens. They want the third car garage. And those are the ones that ultimately take a little longer to find. And we have to then go to looking at shadow sellers and stuff like that to find them a home. So the home expectations have to shift with realistically how much inventory we have on the market. Yeah. So when when we're looking to be the winning buyer, I think it's paramount that we understand the needs of the seller. Absolutely. What does the seller need? Sometimes we've talked about this. Sometimes they don't need the money per se. They don't need 20,000 over asking price. They need potentially to rent back. They need potentially for you to understand that those two thermal pane windows that have cracks and we don't want to take care of them because it costs $6,000 to replace them. It may be that look at, I raised my kids here. And I don't want somebody to buy this house and make it a rental property. So there's all kinds of things that we need to understand when we want to be the winning buyer. And taking the time as a real estate agent representing the buyer to go talk to the real estate agent who represents the seller and maybe have a cup of coffee with them and say, what does your seller really need? Okay, we want to give your seller everything needy. Now, in today's market, that may not you may not be able to have that. So that might be like a virtual cup of coffee. Where phone call. Phone call where yeah. you're talking and say, what does your seller need? What would be the perfect offer for your seller? And then you get an understanding of the seller's needs and you as the agent representing the buyer can structure that offer so it fits the seller like a glove. Yeah. Okay. I just... I think too many agents in, in the marketplace right now just want to get the deal done. Well, let's just offer all the money we can and, and, and we'll hope that it appraises for. But as you said before, sellers and seller's agents are starting to wise up and they're, they're not taking these overpriced, figuring that the appraisal is going to knock it down. They're coming back with, okay, that's wonderful, but you're going to pay the difference in cash or they're just not gonna take it. So try and get the seller what the seller needs, make the seller happy. You know, I've also heard that the buyers have been willing to pay for the move. Mm -hmm. You know, hire the movers to come in and fix the furniture, wrap up the dishes, get everything in the truck and pay to have it transported someplace else. So there, as a real estate agent, I think it's real important for you to sit down and you ask the other agent, what does the seller need? And that way you can make yourself one of the winning offers also. Yeah, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. It comes down to, I believe, again, it's a perception on my behalf that it, it comes to an ego check. Yeah. It's checking your ego. 
You know, if you have a home that you want to buy that's on the market, your buyer loves it, but in the remarks, the set, the listing agent is speaking on the behalf of the seller that we want to use this title company. We want to close on this date. We want this X amount of dollars as earnest money. You know, some agents may turn and say, well, ha, you know, I'll, I'll do it my way, thank you very much, and I'm an agent and I'm going to beat you up and you won't win. Right. Whereas if you check your ego and be like, listen, is it really going to kill us to use XYZ title company instead of who we normally use? Is it going to kill my buyers to do a 60-day close instead of a 30-day close? Not at all. Is it going to kill them if they put down X amount of dollars instead of what we were originally planning? We can make that work. Just by ticking those few boxes, checking your ego and looking at the bigger picture, you can, like you said, you can generally win an offer. And it comes down to looking at the agent on the other side of the table, not as your enemy, but also your your partner in this. You know, you've got to get along with them because if, you know, putting it bluntly, if you piss them off on day one, it's going to be a real tough transaction yep. and you're going to hit heads every step of the way. But if you can get on board with them and both of you can, you know, get together and work cohesively, everybody wins. And that's yep. what we're looking for. And I think that's exactly the, the right language, mate. Matt, everybody wins. So it becomes a win for the buyer. It becomes a win for the seller. It becomes wins for the real estate agents if they can make the transaction smooth. Because there's so many things that can go wrong in a transaction. If we're all rowing the boat the same way, we get to the destination quicker. Mm -hmm. So everyone, that's it for this episode. We want you to stay safe. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Podcast. If you have any questions about buying, selling, investing, or even getting your real estate license, please give us a call or reach out to us. Our info is in the description. Mm -hmm.